Hi, I'm Jake Parker, and this is my podcast, Beyond Fit. My goal is to help you live a happier and healthier life by providing actionable knowledge and advice about a wide range of health and fitness topics. You can find me most active on Instagram at jakeparker.fit if you want to connect or just see what I'm up to. All right, guys, this is the book review podcast of the book Homo Deus by Yuval Noah Harari. So if you have heard me talk about books, one that I bring up a lot is Sapiens by the same author, Yuval Noah Harari. I've actually read all three of his books that have become pretty popular in the public eye, being those two, and then 21 Lessons for the 21st Century which is the most recent book that he's put out. I find Yuval's writing just absolutely fascinating, the way he puts ideas together and the way he talks about such complex and convoluted concepts. He really has the ability to break things down and make them very digestible and intrinsically interesting. Not that they're not interesting ideas by themselves, but he has such a good way of weaving in very high quality and dense information into a way that's entertaining for the reader. So he's definitely one of my favorite authors out there. I'd highly recommend that you pick up any of his books. Uh, This one was probably to me the most mind numbing, mind blowing of all the books, which the other two no doubt also are. But this one in which he specifically talks about the future of humanity quite frankly, it just multiple times had me going, what the fuck? Some of the stuff he'd write in here is just so incredible and just hard to think about and try to picture. But at the same time, the way that things are heading, the way that things are looking, even since 2016, uh, when he wrote this book and put it out, you can see that some of the things are starting to become more evident, become reality. And so basically the premise of this book is Yuval talks about some of the things that humanity is currently striving toward in either the present or the near future. The top three of those things being immortality. So people looking to be immortal, be so advanced, uh, whether through technology and the re-engineering of biological processes that they cannot die by natural causes. Uh, And then bliss in terms of just eternal and informidable happiness and divinity and the ability to do really anything that we desire to do, do anything we desire to do and think about different topics, have basically a endless wealth of information at our disposal, which see a lot of these things, they sound crazy, but you can start to see them take shape when you look at things like how the internet has slowly and steadily become such an integral part of our lives. We're always connected. I've noticed throughout this book, he'll sometimes call out things, you know, like the addiction we have to our smartphones and to our social media accounts that uh, something that I've pointed out before in things like the uh, the documentary, The Social Dilemma, was a, was a recent time that I reflected on that. But he'll call out those things and I'll go, oh my gosh, I can totally see that in myself, how I'm being hooked in to these things. 
And one quote that makes this a little more salient is, Homo sapiens is not going to be exterminated by a robot revolt. Rather, Homo sapiens is likely to upgrade itself step by step, merging with robots and computers in the process until our descendants will look back and realize that they are no longer the kind of animal that wrote the Bible, built the Great Wall of China, and laughed at Charlie Chaplin's antics. This will not happen in a day or a year. Indeed, it is already happening right now through innumerable mundane actions. Every day, millions of people decide to grant their smartphone a bit more control over their lives or try a new and more effective antidepressant drug. In pursuit of health, happiness, and power, humans will gradually change first one of their features and then another and another until they are no longer human. This quote, like I said, is one of those things that just kind of makes you go, what the fuck? It's, it's scary and it's eye-opening. And again, it's one of those things that you can see this sort of thing take place in our daily society. Think about the fact that 10 years ago, this maybe 10, 15-ish, I guess, years ago, not everyone had a smartphone in their pocket at all times. But now every single person, even people in underdeveloped countries, have access to smartphones, access to the internet. And the fact is that technology is not going to slow down. And in fact, it's not even going to develop at a pace that we're used to. It's going to develop at a pace that is much more rapid and going to compound because the fact that we all have access to this technology and the fact that this technology just builds so quickly upon itself means that we are going to see much more rapid changes than we've ever seen in the past. So if you compare the digital, the technological, technological revolution to things like the agricultural revolution or the industrial revolution, it's hard to even hold a candle because things at that time, because they were not so interconnected and were not so advanced, were not proceeding at the rapid rates that we're going to see them today. So other notes from the book, Yuval talks a lot about algorithms, algorithms that rule our lives, that are going to come to make decisions for us. He compares our day-to-day -day emotions to algorithms, essentially saying that we don't make choices, but we are accumulation of the things that we take in, the things we observe, the propaganda that we are subject to through the media and the different social cultural norms that are a part of our upbringing. That is what accumulates in what we call and what we see as the self. We are not truly independent entities like we'd like to think. And so essentially where that leads um, to not take it to just the dark life is purposeless sort of um, nihilistic sort of view. Basically, we need to be careful what we observe, what we let in. I'm always saying to be careful and observe the things that you are taking in on a daily basis, whether that be through reading, social media, news, uh, discussions with people that are in your circle. You have to be careful because these things all become a part of who we are. They make up who we are. Even if you want to say that they don't, it's, it's just a fact of who we are as people. And so one of the conclusions that you've all comes to in the book is that you really have to know yourself. You have to deeply know yourself if you want any chance of outsmarting or having some say against what these algorithms that are already having such a big impact on our lives um, are going to say and do to you because they're going to know you so well. So one of the things that this makes me think of is 
just trying to focus on meditation and working on things that make you happy, make you fulfilled so that you don't feel this lack of purpose that makes it more likely for you to fall into things that are not going to be a net positive, uh, like some of the stuff that I talked about so far. Other things that are overarching that he mentioned in the book is the fact that, like I said, we're going to develop at such a rapid pace that we may see the rise of a quote-unquote useless class that is not able to develop these superhuman abilities when some people are merging with technology. Um, essentially, he kind of compares this to like Homo sapiens versus Neanderthals to kind of throw it back to something that is a focus in his first book, Sapiens. Um, so essentially that polarization is going to lead to probably upper class people having abilities and intelligence and access to different realms of consciousness that we, or that the lower class of people is not privileged to. And that is going to make a really radical separation. So again, knowing yourself, trying to gain some control over this. He talks about the rise of dataism or techno-humanism that may come to replace our current view on humanism, which says that the individual is the most important thing that has, humanism essentially says has come to replace religion as the dominating philosophy in the current world. And then at the same time, he talks about the fact that not everything can be delegated to algorithms and some things just come down to the way that we weight certain things. And it's not always certain what the outcome will be of the different undertakings that we're, that we're putting in the, in the being as people. He makes the comparison. Here's another quote from the book. He says, no physics experiment, no economic model, and no mathematical equation can determine whether generating thousands of megawatts and making billions of yen is more valuable than saving an ancient Chinese river dolphin. Consequently, China cannot form or, excuse me, cannot function on the base of scientific theories alone. It requires some religion or ideology too. And in this, he's making reference to the choice that China made in uh, making dams that subverted water that was potentially going to harm one of their cities, but they knew it was going to come at the cost of eliminating the Chinese river dolphin, one of the native mammals there. And so when it comes down to choices like this, they're going to be happening more and more. And so you have to develop an all-around um, philosophy just for yourself based on what's important and based on having a more well-rounded understanding of the world. Because really we are, like I said, such a result of this different cultural and sociological norms. So the more you learn, to me, is, is what it says is the more you learn, the more you know, the less likely you are to be swept away uh, by people and like I said, algorithms that are smarter than you, that know you, you have to know yourself. And that comes from an all around understanding of the world as best as is possible for you. And a lot of this just comes through conversation with other people, conversation with people who you maybe disagree with or who aren't exactly like you. I think that these are the richest interactions that we have as people. And that's essentially one of the most important things to me. And that's what this book kind of reconfirmed. It's important to be prepared to change and be prepared to learn and develop new skills because as technology increases and becomes such a integral part of our life more rapidly, we're going to have to learn new things. We're going to have to learn new ways of being. We're going to have to learn new ways of interacting. And so being malleable and being open-minded, as I always talk about, is such an important 
characteristic, especially in this new world that we're observing already take place now. To end this on a positive note, and then a kind of caveat, I guess, to this whole thing, um, Yuval talks about the fact that we're so lucky these days that we have diseases of excess rather than diseases of scarcity. So the main example he talks about a few times is like starvation being the killer of old, whereas now it's obesity. We have so many things like calories on demand for most people in the world that our primitive minds want to, like I've talked about a lot before, want to eat all of the sweets and sugars and salty, fatty foods that we can get because in the past that would have been advantageous. Whereas now with everything like food and other things like entertainment, gossip, things of that nature that we could take advantage of to the utmost extent in our primitive past, now we want to be careful and ex exercise temperance. Again, knowing yourself, knowing how and when you need to exercise temperance in terms of like specifically to this, just relating it to health and fitness in trying to have a fit and healthy body because as technology becomes more and more ingrained in who we are, it's important to have a sound um, body to not only that, but fueling your mind and having a mind that's sharp and that's fueled by the appropriate foods and exercises and things like that. Um, we want to have a solid base there so that we're prepared to take on the things in the future. Um, and then, like I said, the one caveat, what he calls the paradox of historical knowledge is that knowledge does not change behavior. It's useless, but if knowledge does change behavior, it quickly loses its relevance. So he's quick to say that he's not predicting the future per se, um, or saying what exactly is going to happen, because the more we know these things and the more we become aware of them and become cognizant of and try to guard against them, the more we can prevent negative things from happening, the more we can use technology to our advantage. So sometimes when you predict something like he's predicting, uh, these things that are kind of scary, the less likely they are to happen if they get uh, into the hands and minds of the right people and we're able to form and shape these ideas. But just be careful, try to be self-sufficient, try to know yourself and be open and malleable so we can continue to learn. And what it comes down to, like I said, is you want to be, you want to be strong, you want to be healthy. That's why I'm always preaching the importance of health and the importance of exercise, because that's truly having that basis in grounding ourselves into our bodies is really going to be important as we continue to be more and more polarized and be become more and more pulled and pushed by technology. So if you have read this book or if you are planning on reading this book at any time in the future, I'd love if you reached out to me. I, again, think that Yuval is a fantastic writer and I hope that you use this information to empower yourself and make good decisions. And I hope that you have a fantastic rest of your day. Hey guys, it's Jake again. I'd like to ask you if you enjoy the podcast to take a quick second and subscribe and rate the podcast. It really helps me out. And in addition, it'd be great if you would screenshot and share to your story. I'd love to reshare and have a conversation about what you thought about the podcast.